1: Hey, today we talk about all of it. We talk about the border uh, and the new border bill, which do not even call it that. This is a war bill. We go through all of that. So you have all of the information. We talk about common sense and how to think critically about some of these things. We talk about politics, uh, the economy, and the real jobs report, what you need to know. So you're not sandbagged um, and uh, bamboozled All the world is but a stage, and it has never been more clear that we are merely the players. We have that coming up in today's podcast. First, let me tell you about Berna technology. I've been telling you lately about this lethal, non, less than lethal. I can't say non, I don't think. Less than lethal pistol that you can rely on. If you're ever in a situation where you need protection, but you, you don't feel comfortable pulling your gun, this is it. It's not lethal force. It's legal in all 50 states. You don't have to have a background check to get it. You can have it shipped right to your door. And the reason why I say it's less lethal is if you shoot somebody up in in the eye, I'm sure they're going to die. But use it as it's supposed to be used. And, you know, you're not going to kill anybody. Um, I have the SD launcher. It is great. It is a great compliment to my firearms. All of the women in my family over 18 have one, carry one. Um, we're training on them now. It has tear gas, not, not pepper spray, tear gas, and it can incapacitate somebody for up to 40 minutes. That's enough time for the police to come. Not accurate in New York, uh, San Francisco, Los Angeles. Well, you get the idea. Visit Burna.com slash Glenn, B-Y-R-N-A.com slash Glenn. And an exclusive 10% discount right now. Legal in all 50 states. burn ab dot slash Glenn. Here's the podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. It's interesting and so very, very sad. Could ha- couldn't happen to nicer people. Uh, CNN's morning show's been canceled. Uh, they should just go dark in the morning. You know what I mean? Are you, sure? just,
0: Are you sure about that, Glenn? I mean, it, in the morning. I mean, shouldn't they just consider it for the whole twenty four hour
1: schedule? Well, I was just thinking of the slogan, which is which is, uh, is appropriate even today: darkness in the morning. <laughs> I think that would be good. Uh, you know, CNN, if you're looking to rocket your ratings, you could put this show on just as a simulcast <laughs> and you'd rock the ratings. Now, the most heard uh, thing from your newsroom would be, oh, pluck out thine eyes. Okay. Uh, so you'd be all eyeless reporters, but they couldn't be worse if they were eyeless, so you might consider it. I, might consider I'm
0: going to put the possibilities that if you want to do another bet on that one no, for $1,000, no. I'm willing no. to take the no
1: side. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. So uh, not only does this bill codify 1.5 million illegal border crossings into law. You've got to call your senator right now And Oklahoma. Oh, I feel bad for you. Really? I Your guy in the Republican Party He negotiated this. Wow. Is that a surprise to you? Not only does it uh, codify a million and a half illegal border crossings and make it law, but the border emergency that automatically gets implemented at 5,000 crossings a day in a week can be overturned by Joe Biden. Oh. And then it also locks in all green card giveaways through 2030. So that's another added, boy, I bet that was hard for Langford to get, don't you think, Stu? Ooh, mm-hmm. he probably. Uh, here's the uh, limiting part of the new Border Emergency Authority. Um, it's It's quite amazing. Okay, so remember, Border Emergency Authority, if... It's over 5,000 a day. Then the president, should he deem, can say, we're shutting this. No, we're almost shutting this down, which means those, uh, you know, uh, extra 2,000 people just have to go to ports of entry so then they can, you know, just go through the standard process at the ports of entry. That's great. Now, he can almost shut the border down. Um, For 180 days after the first two years of this bill, which is kind of like saying we're going to make them enforce the border when it gets really bad, but only for six months out of the year. And then I believe there's a 45 day clause as well. (laughs) Stu. Yeah, the 45 day clause is they can suspend
0: once the border, quote unquote, almost shut down, kicks in. They can suspend the almost shutdown for 45 days at the president's whim. Basically, he, the only standard he has to hit on that is he feels that it is in the national
1: interest, which, of course, well, means anything. Okay. Right. Like right. I, 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 yeah. So, yeah, I know. So let me ask you this. Stu. Mm-hmm. Um, who is organizing? Uh, th- we've proven it by showing you the actual maps and everything else. Who's organizing the people in South and Central America to get to our border? Who starts is, with an N, yeah. ends with O. And G O? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Public private partnerships, right? It's the thing of the future. Uh, I like to call it fascism. This authorized $933 million to go to FEMA. Uh, and it goes immediately for NGOs and towns. Another $350 million authorizes only if ICE has increased in detention beds to 46,000 and has hired two more deportation officers. If the Border Patrol has hired 200 more officers and if USCIS hires another 800 asylum officers, then... Then, then they're going to get that money, okay? Mm. Uh, then another 116 is available to FEMA if ICE has conducted uh, 1,500 removal flights since the bill was enacted. So they get a little bonus there. Uh, and if you're looking, uh, you know, at the uh, 1.4 billion in funding available to FEMA uh, for disbursement to NGOs and municipalities, um, it's great. It's great. We're gonna—they're gonna give those, you know, those George Soros NGOs uh, as long as border securing, hiring, and deportation provisions are hit. So we got that going for us. They're, we're only gonna give money to people who are trying to uh, destroy our country if they hit the other uh, other um, uh, benchmarks, which is uh, great. Hey, if you get deported twice within a year. You can't come back for a whole year, uh, and I think that's—I think that's cruel, quite honestly. So wait a minute—I've crossed illegally twice, and then they caught me and deported me twice. When I'm coming in for the third time and they catch me, I can't come in for a whole year. What? Wow, that's unfair. That's a, thats really whew, and, unfair.
0: And I—I I appreciate your call for people to call their congress people and and senators and it's would not be the worst use of your time to do so no not at all however what i will say is even if you do not call there is almost
1: no chance of this bill passing
0: (laughs) i I mean there is johnson is already saying it's dead on arrival
1: yeah Uh, but it got it has to be dead in the senate too it can't pass the senate
0: I would. Yeah, that would be I mean, that doesn't, of course, if it just passes the Senate, it won't become law necessarily. But still, you're right. I mean, it's a good thing. People should be making stands on it. And I think they will. This is the type of thing that will get, uh, you know, senators who stand up for it primaried, which is an important outcome of this to know which which people think this is a good idea, I think, is is an important outcome of this. Johnson is saying in the House side, they're not even going to put it up for a vote. Uh, Scalise is saying the same thing. They're not even going to get a vote on this. Mm-hmm. So hopefully this is dead on arrival and it's not a realistic thing. And it's funny because, Glenn, this is really, the. you could make an argument, this is the optimal time to negotiate something just like this. We're in No. A li- I'm serious. No, a, there's like, an
1: emergency.
0: Why would, what? This, this would is be the time op- of pressure? Perfect time, right? But like we've had these situations before where oh. there are times that pressure builds up and there are certain dynamics that go on um, and Republicans try to get things out of these negotiations. Right. Right. And so. Well,
1: well I mean, well, like, no, we like to think, we like to they, think they are do. going to. Right. Yeah.
0: But like a good example of this is is a government shutdown. The government's uh, about to shut down. We know there's a funding thing that's about to happen. They need money to open up the government. And so Republicans say, well, we're not going to vote for that unless you give us X, Y and Z. And then what happens at the end of that process almost every single time is basically they they get nothing they cave right Uh, or maybe they get something super surfacey that doesn't really do anything and the reason for that is in reality the republicans don't want the government to shut down the thing that they're holding hostage is not something they actually want right so they're sitting here saying well you know what uh we we're gonna we're gonna hold this thing open but they know it becomes a political liability if the government is shut down for too long and they also have lots of friends that and themselves that are dependent on government funding so they don't actually want that to happen. The weird thing with the Ukraine issue is it's in that sweet spot where, r- regardless of what you think of this, Republicans are kind of like shoulder shrug on it. They, they don't, I think they could deal with spending another $100 billion mm-hmm. and giving it to Ukraine, or they could not. I think they yeah. don't really care. So yeah. they have good. Uh, Some, go- do. Some do. Some do. Some do. Not a, yeah, right. Not Some really oppose it. Some really approve of it. Obviously, the Nikki Haley um, uh, side of the Republican Party really wants this funding to go through. But as a party, they're kind of like could go, I think, either way on either Ukraine way. funding, yeah. mm-hmm. which puts them in a mm-hmm. unique negotiating position. They can hold this hostage. And if they
1: lose it, they lose it. If they win it. They... so Wait, 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 wait. So are you saying that the left has put the Republicans into a position
0: where really it's a win win for them? It's almost hard to fail. Right. Yeah. So is. you yeah. go to then you go to this negotiation and you realize in that situation, which is an optimal negotiating situation, this is the best they could come up with. Like yeah. this is the thing they came up with when everything in biggest, was
1: in their favor. In the invasion of our country. Right. The, the the only time that we have seen anything like this in human history. Mm. This is what they come up with. And this is the the,
0: the other side of it is part of this, right? In a a government shutdown negotiation, Democrats can say, fine, keep it shut down. I don't care. Fine, because we know we'll win the politics of that, right? Uh, On the Democratic side. The Democrats this time realize they're losing the politics of this. They know the border is a massive Mm -hmm. story for them and a huge problem. So they know they have to do something or at least show they're doing something. And still with Uh all of that, Uh this is all Republicans were able to achieve. That's
1: it. That's it. Now, let me uh, let me just say this. Uh, Republicans do not blame Donald Trump for losing this election. Don't. Don't. No. Don't. Uh, I mean, he can do his own part on that. But one of the reasons why people are going to say, what difference does it make? Because you can get somebody like Donald Trump who's willing to do things, but we don't trust that you won't flip sides and stop him. You won't flip sides. He will have to do it all through executive order. And there's a lot of conservatives like me that don't want that. But what choice are you giving us? What choice are you giving us? You're worthless as a party, worthless. And by, by the, the way, uh, I was going to
0: say quickly on the politics of this, Glenn. You know, Donald Trump is quite aware of those politics as well, and is outwardly telling everyone he is the reason this bill is going to die. He's been telling people yeah, that for, for behind the scenes for a long time, and publicly for a couple of weeks. He wants people to know, hey, this crappy deal. I'm the one that stopped it. And that's another reason for you to be confident it is not going to pass. Because when he's talking like that, there's
1: no way the Republican Party is going to come. come, No way. And let me tell you, the people who stand against it should receive our praise. Hmm? Should receive our praise. They should be just as much. You know, Mike Lee is fighting this thing like crazy. I'm sorry I just spent the weekend with him. But Mike Lee is fighting this thing like crazy. And he should, too, say... It's because of me and this guy and this guy and this guy and Donald Trump that stopped this thing. Uh, By the way, let me just give you a little tip, okay? This is, um, I don't do any car companies, you know, uh, but I, I do care about your financial situation. So let me just give you this tip. If you're thinking about buying a new car or a used car, do not let Mitch McConnell, (laughs) <laughs> or any of the Republican leadership, negotiate, okay? Because what he'll do is he'll say, I got <laughs> And then he'll go back into the back room with the salesperson, and he's going to make an incredible deal. And then he'll come out and go, I, I got, this, your deal, is really good. And you'll say, wow, this really sucks, and it's taken you months. I've been sitting out here for months. Uh, yeah, well, uh you know it's too late for you to back out you got you got to sign it right now sign it right now sign it right now and then it'll get to the point to where he'll tell you that you really didn't even need the car to begin with um but you just need to sign a contract sign a contract it says you'll never own a car ever ever again at least for many years you'll never own a car wait what That's the way this negotiation is working out uh, right now in Washington. Don't be fooled. Back to the podcast in a second. First, let me tell you, Relief Factor, I don't endorse products on this show that I don't believe in. If I can't uh, use it, if I haven't used it, uh, or if somebody in my family hasn't used it, I won't advertise for it. And that's why Relief Factor, oh, oh man, they waited maybe three years, kept begging me to take it on the show, and and uh, be a part of their uh, advertising campaign, I wouldn't do it because I didn't think it would work, and I didn't take it, and I wasn't willing to take it because I didn't think it would work. Finally, my pain got so bad that my wife forced me to take it, and now they're advertisers because it worked for me, and that's the case with about 70% of the people who try it. So grab their three-week quick start kit. It's $19.95. It comes with relief factors feel better or your money-back guarantee. If you take it as directed and it's not working within three weeks, then it's probably not going to work for you. Visit relieffactor.com or call 800, the number 4-RELIEF, 800-4-RELIEF, relieffactor.com. When you feel the difference, you know it works. Now back to the podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program. We were talking about an update that I gave you last week. Uh, I told you about a South Dakota bill uh, that is now massively under assault from the bank lobbyists and special interests uh, in South Dakota. This is something that has to happen in your state as well. In South Dakota, the Republican leadership is buckling, but you need to be their spine. Um, What this is, is a fight for... Private property, believe it or not, private property right now, if you have any money in stock that you bought through a, um, you know, through an intermediary like Fidelity or Merrill Lynch, you don't legally own that. So if any one of these big financial institutions go out, that's collateral for their debt. You don't own it. It's just like the bank. You don't actually own what's in your savings account. Okay? That can be used as collateral for the bank. You lose. This wipes the average person out if there is a huge problem. I warn you, this is going to be uh, told that you are hearing nothing but disinformation. It isn't true. I just ask, who has a better track record? Me or the mainstream media? So, this bill in South Dakota... Allows you to keep ownership of your investment and all of your savings, regardless of whether they're they're in an intermediary like Fidelity or Merrill Lynch. Two, it restores the jurisdiction in the state of South Dakota. This would put jurisdiction back into the state, which is hard to believe. But currently, if you live in South Dakota and you have a dispute over the ownership of your investments, say JP Morgan Chase. That will be solved in, I'm assuming, J.P. Morgan Chase, is New York or Delaware. So Delaware or a New York court is the place you will have to go to argue your case if you live in South Dakota. And how do you think that's going to go? The, the legislators in South Dakota should not allow the big financial institutions to put their customers at risk, but the Republicans are buckling right now in South Dakota. They are going to vote and they should tell you um, how they're going to vote in advance, but this will tell you everything because any legislature in South Dakota that votes um, against you, the citizen on this, they're either working for the people of South Dakota and the constituents they represent Or they're working for the special interests of someone else, the financial institutions that are all too big to fail. That's the only choice here. On Wednesday, that's this coming Wednesday, February 7th, the State Affairs Committee is voting on this bill. It's HB 1199. If this bill fails in committee, then the Uniform Commercial Code will continue, and you are at risk. To protect the people of South Dakota... You need HB 199. It is the Small Investors Protection Act. It will protect South Dakotan investors and ensure that jurisdiction is restored to South Dakota, where it should have always been. Now, remember, this is not just about South Dakota. This is in every single state. All 50 states have the same dangerous law in place. Every state will need to update its laws if you are to be protected, the individual, from losing everything in a financial cra- uh, crash. Here's what you need to do. First, if you live in South Dakota, you need to call the members of the House State Affairs Committee right now. You can find their names online. They have to hear from you today and tomorrow or early Wednesday. Also, call Governor Kristi Noem's office as well or email Make sure they vote in support of HB 1199, the Small Investors Protection Act. HB 1199, Small Investors Protection Act. They need to know that the people of South Dakota are watching this vote, and they want their property rights protected. The one that really needs to hear this the most is the House Speaker, Stevens, and the House uh, Majority Leader, Will Mortensen. They're playing games with this and siding right now with the big banks Uh, over you, the citizens of the state. They don't want you, the people, to know what is happening here. And they will claim disinformation, but it is not. This is true. They will use that to uh, thwart so many people, and then it will... Uh, go back and pass this Wednesday, and nobody will ever think about it again until it's too late. Okay, so call. If you live in any other state, I want you to call your legislator, your state legislator, and ask them to take a hard look at HB 199 in South Dakota. Every single state must pass a law like this. The fight is focused right now on South Dakota, but that's going to change very soon. Um, the people that, um, I work with are on this, uh, nationwide and it's a fight that we cannot afford to lose. You have to stop it before the next crisis begins. Okay. Uh, let's just talk a little bit about, um, our strike on, on, uh, you know, our retaliatory strikes that happened over the weekend, uh, on the Islamic resistance in Iraq. Um we struck I think they said 82 targets on Saturday but that's not true it's only 7 targets and 87 uh or 82 strikes in those 7 areas so let's say there's an airfield that's one target but it has you know 22 targets in that airfield okay um I don't know why we gave the, you know, uh, we gave Iran uh, a week to do this. You can't tell me that it takes a week. It really? They don't have a plan for Iran? I mean, that's a problem. Uh, why did they give them a, a, a week? And what exactly are we doing here? What What is the goal of of this? Because we're also giving in the so-called border bill which is not a border bill. Oh God, I said this during the Inflation Reduction Act and nobody listened and they still passed the damn thing. This is not a border bill. This is a war bill. This is a war bill, period. There's more money for war and refugees and everything else in this bill than there is on the border. Um, but we are giving in the border bill, so-called the war bill, we are giving Ukraine uh, 60 billion, 14 billion to, uh, um, to Israel, and 10 billion to Gaza and Hamas. Oh, who are we giving it to? Well, we'll probably run that through the U.N, which we know exactly what they're doing. What do we do? We're funding everybody on all sides. It makes no sense. God, we are just suicidal. I'm sorry, Stu. I'm going to have another aneurysm. Can you just put that in here for a second?
0: Uh, it, suicidal is a an interesting summary of uh, the West oh, isn't overall. It? Yes, we seem to be going down that road uh, with extreme abandon. Um, you're right. I mean, I, I think it's it, it, it. The border stuff is only included in the bill because they want the other stuff for Ukraine they want the cash for Ukraine uh secondarily for Israel I suppose but basically for Ukraine and this is their supposed supposed uh flexibility on their border rules and it's interesting because of course the the far left also won't vote for this so you'll have this situation where they're trying to cobble together the center left and center right to come up with some sort of uh, voting block that will get this thing through going to be difficult, if not impossible, for a multitude of reasons. But it just shows where their priorities are, right? Like, I mean, it shows what they really want to happen. And, and, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Glenn, but, like, Zelensky is announcing basically they have to reform the entire government because none of their war stuff is working. They're just like, ah, you know, we need to kind of – we need a remix. You know, this, yeah. has, this just doesn't work as an acoustic. We need a techno version. And, like, I don't think <laughs> – that is some, it doesn't seem like the situation you want to dump $100 billion into.
1: Uh, let, me, uh, uh, let me just say that, you know, one of the things that we're doing is we are paying for their entire government. All of the government workers, you, your tax paying dollar is going over to Ukraine. We are funding a second government. And that's not hyperbole. Correct me if I'm wrong, Stu. Hyperbole? No, I don't think so. I mean, it's—I yeah. I mean, it's you know,
0: not necessarily the most uh, the way they would describe it, but yeah, yes, this No, is, but it is. But you know, that's
1: what we're doing. That seem to
2: be that the realism what, of the yeah, situation. Yeah, that's
1: what we're doing. It is. It is just nuts. And um, anybody who tells you, you know, the Jamie Diamond thing over at uh, the WEF has bothered me for a while. There's a couple of things that have bothered me. Uh, one, Jamie Dimon coming out, and then Al Gore coming out and saying, you know, I really like the Trump supporters. I don't think we should say bad things about the Trump supporters. And Jamie Dimon uh, coming out and saying, you know, Trump wasn't really all that bad. Where, where have you been, Jamie? Where have you been? Now, there's two reasons for these kinds of switches. There's one, Jamie Dimon sees over the horizon and goes none of this is good for the banking system we're going to we're going to get we're going to lose the gold standard none of this is good and maybe we should take a look at Donald Trump or he's hedging his bet and thinking Donald Trump is going to win and there's got to be somebody on the inside, maybe at the Treasury Department. Maybe I could say nice things about him and become the head of Treasury so I can keep this train running on the, the tracks it's already on. I don't know. Al Gore comes out and says these things. Um, they are afraid. But what you're seeing is, remember when I told you that there's their whole thing was restoring trust? I talked to some people this weekend that were actually there, and I said, I have to ask you, restoring trust, Who, whose trust are they trying to restore? I said, I haven't said this on the air yet because it's just a theory, but I get the feeling that they're not trying to restore trust between us and the people. It's trust in the elite and in the program that people are starting to peel off up at the t- top levels and they're saying no 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 we all have to trust each other this is going to work we got to stay together they both laughed and said that's exactly what they mean they don't even think of us okay we are just totally irrelevant they are in trouble we've got to stand together and use our common sense be cool and collected and calm and finish the job we started because we are winning. They're freaking out. We are winning. But it is going to be, at the finish line, it will be a photo finish. The best of the Glenn Beck program. Okay, I want you to hear this. This is a question and answer uh, from a teacher and his student talking about J.K. Rowling. Listen.
2: So these guys want to talk about J.K. Rowling is that so? What's
3: going on with that? What do you want to know? Uh, she's she's had a pretty controversial past. I just want to know like what are your thoughts on it, like do you still like her work despite her uh, bigoted opinions?
2: So let's get specific though. Let's define bigoted opinions. What opinions are bigoted? We're going to treat this as a thought experiment. I'm not going to say yeah. what's right or wrong or what which way to think. The whole point is to learn how to think, not what to think. Yeah. yeah. So when you say big, you, you're you're starting with the conclusion that, given her bigoted
3: opinions, yeah. So first, her, let's uh,
2: start with, does she have bigoted opinions? So when you when you say
3: bigoted opinions, she has had a history of being extremely transphobic. I've heard. You've heard. So what? Can you give me an example? Uh if you look at her Twitter, I think um, you could see a few things. Um, if you want, I could try and find yeah, see something. See if you can
2: find. See
3: if you can find one. So, one of these tweets that she came up with in twenty nineteen, she said, "Dress however you please. Call yourself whatever you like. Sleep with any consenting adult who will have you. Um, live your best life in peace and security, but force women out of their jobs for starting that." for stating that sex is real. So you
2: find that bigoted? What do you find about
3: it? It was, it was deemed transphobic. Like I myself. Do you find
2: that transphobic yourself?
3: Uh, I don't really have an opinion on it, but I'm just going with what a lot of other people have said. So let's
2: pause it. Let's not go with what other people are saying. Let's try and learn how to critically think. So let's analyze the tweet ourselves. So that statement, do you see anything problematic disregarding other people's
3: opinions? Um, she did try and pin some things on a, spef- a specific group of per- of people, I where does she Where does she do that? Can you read that? But force women out of their jobs for stating that sex is real. So when I hear that, I'm
2: interpreting that as meaning If a woman says that, you know, saying that there is a difference between men and female and then being attacked as transphobic, I think that's what she's saying by attacking someone for stating that sex is real. That is exactly what
3: she's saying. Is that transphobic to you? So to me, no. Stating that sex is real is not transphobic. It's just a fact of life. It exists. So is there anything you disagree with in that tweet? Uh in that tweet i can't really see anything that i myself disagree with do you think it's fair that
2: there's a that she's being attacked by a large group of people and people are calling her like you said at the beginning of this conversation you said given the fact that jk rowling is transphobic how do you feel about harry potter now retroactively looking at that statement do you think that that was the best way to phrase
3: no i feel like an idiot
2: now (laughs) it's okay though but this is why we do this to learn
1: is that not fantastic that's why we do this to learn how to think i will tell you that uh when i went to school i I could only afford one class um and uh uh it was here at yale uh, university in new haven connecticut and uh i had a teacher wayne meeks and i have no idea to this day where he stood on issues no idea no idea and I would push back and forth with him, and he would push me. And just when I thought, okay, I know what he believes, he'd flip sides. And he'd argue the other side like he was a passionate believer in that. That's what we need. School is not to teach what to think, but how to think. And every single school has lost that. They teach you how, uh, what to think. no. Teach critical thinking the way he way he brought that and didn't get involved in the argument. This is what we all have to learn. Don't get involved or heated or frustrated in the argument. He just took his time and said, well, wait a minute. A lot of people say, well, what what do a lot of people say? Give me an example uh, so we can take that. And uh, and remember, we don't take anything a lot of people say. That, that's the problem. That's why we've smeared so many good people is because we haven't taken the time. What did they actually say? Was that in context? What does that actually mean to you in context? Do you agree or disagree? With what part do you disagree? What part do you agree? So is that fair to say yes or no? We should be doing this with the bill on the border stuff. Border study Instead, everybody claims disinformation. No, be specific. Be specific. What parts of this are really bad? Now, I gotta say, I get. I suppose I could find some good things in here. Um, Stu, have you found any good things in here? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's some. Sub- it's not the
0: it's not a good bill. But it's it's theoretically could have some things that would be beneficial. I mean making the asylum process better would be a good
1: change. But wait, let's stop there and use critical thinking. Mm-hmm. What exactly do you mean by better? What do they mean by making it better? Well, as we know one of the big problems with the asylum process
0: is number 1, you get on get onto our soil and say you want asylum and basically you're just released within the country with a court date that can be as far as 2032, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, what they say, again, I'm not saying I believe this, but what they are saying this does is it trims the asylum process from three from multiple years to months. So that would shorten uh, the time period that these people were allowed to be in the United States with no real repercussions.
1: Okay, so stop for a second. Stop mm-hmm. for a second. So I'd like to ask you a series of questions here. And not what you just, not on on the facts of what you just said, on what's in the bill. I want to back up and ask you, when you said they say that that you can read the bill, you know it's in there, what do you mean by they say that it will? Uh, That they
0: claim that if this was implemented into law, they would enforce it. However, my hesitation here is because there's lots of things that are implemented into law that they do not enforce. Um, and that okay. is why it is difficult to take any of these proposals
1: seriously. And would you say that happens on both sides of the aisle with almost any topic or just this topic?
0: I would say that it does hit both sides of the aisle on, on various topics. However, uh-huh. there is a heavy, heavy bias toward the left doing this. They continually uh, you know, do not follow the law. And I would say there's a heavy um, bias toward this particular issue as well, being one that they do not enforce the law on. So it makes it, me incredibly not, suspicious of it.
1: Okay, so I could I could go on to give me examples, but I think in, you know, just in uh, because of time, I'm not going to ask you that. I think we can all find examples of that being true. But what does that tell you now about the bill? I mean, it tells me the bill isn't worth the paper it's typed on. Yes. So that tells me what? So, how much time should you spend on a bill that isn't worth the paper it's printed on? Uh, I would argue 0 minutes, but we've yes. obviously spent more than 0 minutes on it today. I know. Because we do have to inform people what's in the bill so they see, but I would add the caveat that we all know the game that is played on the border. We all know it. So, it's not worth, I mean, you can put as many you know, uh, uh, shall over uh, will in any bill, and the shall is meaning well. They have to do it now. I've seen that game played over and over and over again, mm-hmm. uh, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They're not following the Constitution, so these bills don't mean very much. The best thing that Congress and the and the and the administration can do now is not pass anything until they've restored their trust with the American people. But are they apt to do that? Hmm.
0: I would argue no. But let me follow up with this on your on your side here, Glenn, because, and I will do this as a, someone who's completely dead inside on all of these issues, <laughs> I yeah, admit. Okay, my, yeah. my devil's advocacy here is not heartfelt. Uh, oh, but, no,
1: mine isn't. Yeah, I no, know, I, I know.
0: know. But let's play devil's advocate. But, Go like, ahead. if... Because I my initial reaction to this bill is to read it and say, okay, there are maybe a couple things that could theoretically be good in there, but I don't trust them at all because they're never going to enforce these things anyway. If that is the case, then how is there ever a solution to this problem? We could sit here and say that, like, well... Uh, good question. You know, we are skeptical they're going to implement this, but we're going to be skeptical that they're going to implement anything forever. Mm-hmm. I think rightfully so. So it, with that being said, how do you ever get to a place where this problem is solved or at least alleviated?
1: So uh, this leads me to a place that I didn't think we would go to, um, but uh, I'm glad you asked that question. Uh, Civil War. Now, I, I'm just I'm kidding. No, no. The, the answer to that question <laughs> is none of this will be solved by the people who caused the problem. Um, the people that are currently tra- saying that they are going to solve this problem are all of the people that have caused this problem. Joe Biden, uh, the GOP that says they want to solve problems but they don't actually want to solve them. Um, the you know Chuck Schumer, all of the same people are involved. So the 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 real answer is: shouldn't we be spending more time on finding? Uh, the right people to run ensuring that they get in helping them get in and finding new candidates that won't play this same game i mean we've, we've seen that's that's almost as harder uh, 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 almost harder than solving the um uh, the border problem i mean you've
0: what you've just said is basically donald trump's argument right his argument is put me it back is. put me in an office and i will take care of this and and we shouldn't even if there no, but, are improvements in this bill, we shouldn't look at them because the more important thing is to get me back in office and therefore I can no. do these things because I alone can do this. Yeah, well which, then, No, wait, that's not what I said. That's uh, not what I said. But I think that's similar to what I'm not saying. I'm not saying you're you're signaling this to Donald Trump. I'm just saying I'm I'm personalizing to Donald Trump
1: because he's making this ar- argument explicitly. Yes, right. Like, but I'm again, the, he he if that was indeed what he was saying. And, uh, you know, he didn't say it, so let's not attribute it to him. But indeed, if that's what he was saying, well, then that would be a problem because that's not our system. That's not our system. If if he would say, hire me, hire these people in their respective uh, roles and together we're going to fix this. That would be the ultimate that would be the ultimate. Uh, If everybody did what they said they were going to do and they were fresh, fresh blood, that would be great. Um, The next best thing is to do it by executive order. But I hate that solution Uh, for for one reason. They can change it. The next president that comes in.